forever. Dog. Hey everyone, you're listening to the Writers Panel podcast. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. On this podcast, we talk about the business and process of writing mostly television with mostly television writers. My name is Ben Blacker. I'm the creator and host of this show. I myself am a television writer and a writer of other things. You may have seen my name on Supernatural, on Puss in Boots, as well as some other series. Most recently, you can find the Audible original series Cut and Run, which my writing partner and I have written. It's about the relationship woes of best friends who happen to be kidney thieves. It's available at audible.com slash cut and run. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on iTunes. That's always very helpful for us. Also, please follow me on Twitter at Ben Blacker, like the color, only more so. And let me know who else you would like to see on this show. What are you watching on television? What's getting you excited or inspired? And we'll try to get those creators or at least someone from the show to talk about TV because that's what we love to talk about. Here's the theme song. They write, they talk, and talk about what they write. Tune in tonight, or whenever the time is right. It's the Writer's Panel with Ben Blacker, and it's starting now. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for being here. This is a killer group. I've been looking forward to this for some time. Uh, what I'm going to do is have you go around the table. We'll have you introduce yourself on the microphones. Um, and tell us some places we may have seen your name on our TV or movie screens. And Pam, let's start with you. Hi, I'm Pamela Ribbon. I work in film and a little TV and books and comic books. Uh, I wrote on Moana and Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, bears, if you're a Disney nature fan. <laughs> um, and if you're a comic book fan, I wrote My Boyfriend is a Bear with uh, Kat Ferris as the artist and uh, some Rick and Mortys and things like that. Hi, um, my name is Mark Fergus. I'm an exec producer of The Expanse, which is uh, my first foray into TV, um, which uh, we're still alive on Amazon. And um, uh, I've also worked on on, uh, films like Children of Men, Iron Man, Cowboys and Aliens, um, and a bunch of stuff no one's ever heard of. (laughs) Those those are good. Yeah. Like, we're not going to fault you, though. (laughs) J.D.? Uh, I'm J.D. Dillard. Uh, I'm a writer-director. My two films, Slight and Sweetheart, from a couple years ago and last year, uh, I wrote and directed. And then I've been getting into television as a director, um, most recently with uh, The Outsider. Uh, So, yeah, still trying to figure it out. Cool. Um, I want to talk about features, um, primarily and first, uh, because... I'm new to it, uh, it, and it all just seems overwhelming. I've been in TV for 15 years, but features seem hard. <laughs> like not just let's like craft is one thing, and we can talk about that. But let's talk about you know navigating the business of features. Um, and and Mark, I want to start with you uh, because you know some of this stuff goes back. You know, looking at like Children of Men, for example, was about 10, almost 15 years yeah. ago. Um, and that sort of seems like a breakthrough script for you. You have a couple credits before that. But what were you doing leading up to that? Was this an original script? What was your involvement with it? And like, how does it change things for you in the feature world? Yeah. Uh, and that was, uh, it's it sort of, we our career, we were trying to chase the market, I think, as, as a lot of people, you know, uh, Hawk and I, my writing partner who uh, lives in Vermont and never that's foot out here too often but um yeah we're just trying to figure out how to break in trying to write specs follow the market look for the hot assignments whatever and then at some point you know we read children of men uh uh pd james novel and it just we had always been trying to rip off or emulate or or do something exactly like blade runner you know every, every sci-fi geek tries to do that for years and when i read that it suddenly struck me as here's the here's a story that feels like that it, it has it but it's a totally different thing and and maybe this is a way into that genre where, where you're not emulating your your favorite movie or one of your favorite movies you're actually um grabbing the tone of it and the feel of it and and the, and the basic thing uh, the the great thing about that job was nobody wanted it it was a weird it was an outlier <laughs> weird in between genre it wasn't a thriller it wasn't a, it was it was kind of a little bit of everything the book was very beautiful but 
you know, sort of people thought a little unfilmable or uh, just unwieldy and didn't fit anywhere nicely. And so Hawk and I had realized if you want to get jobs, go for the ones that everybody is running from, like, like go for the ones that nobody kind of wants. They're in the pile and everybody wants the grish, you know, the, the, the right. kind of beautiful ready, they fall off the page kind of ready to adapt. So we, we went for the weird stuff and the, uh, you know, the in-between genre stuff. We realized, wait, that can be kind of our, hmm. our, uh, cause that's the stuff we like the most. And, it seemed to be where the opportunities were because they were they were strange adaptations, weird. You had to kind of reinvent the 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 material to do mm -hmm. it. So it, it was a way in, and and also we fell in love with the book. That was the the, the real um, the great thing was we just loved it, and it felt like the 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 material. Same with the expanse. It was something you had been looking for, and then you read it, and you go, "Wow, that's mm -hmm. that's that speaks to what we're kind of fishing for." And um, but the but the in terms of. Uh, um, for for writers that are, are you know don't look for the the weird corners where nobody's in because um, that's where that's where you're going to get a shot. Yeah, I mean, it seems like something clicked for you two after chasing this stuff that you had to sort of discover what where your voice was best suited or what your yeah. voice was. Um, and I'm curious to hear from both of you about that. I mean, Pam, what was do you remember, was there a script or a process during a script that you thought, now I'm in the right space? Oh. Or <laughs> <laughs> are you still looking for it? I mean, I find I'm always <laughs> jumping around into new spaces and because uh, maybe I'm a little driven by not knowing what I'm doing next and mm -hmm. trying to figure it out. And that feeling of being a little scared of how am I going to pull this off <laughs> is when I know I'm in the right space. <laughs> there are times... Where I feel like every I'm working on all these other things at the same time. And so you find these little pockets where, oh, now I get to be here and just do this one thing. And, mm -hmm. and I think features sometimes feel that way for me. Everything's so collaborative, TV mm -hmm. and, you know, and animation in particular. But when you're working on the screen, so that you've been, you're often writing. That's only the only time you're alone. <laughs> so that's both scary and, and fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and JD, you've sort of, you know, you have two films under your belt now and, and others coming out as well as the TV stuff. Does it, it feels to a lot of us like you arrived fully formed. You knew who you were <laughs> and what stories you wanted to tell. How does it feel for you, though? Well, I mean, the funny thing is that, you know, like that, that recognition only came with the pivot to directing, mm -hmm. but, uh, I'd been a writer for years before that. Um, and it's, it is kind of the funny thing, you know, in terms of what you're chasing and what you're looking for. I feel like I spent the first like eight years of my career, like chasing and losing assignments. Mm -hmm. Um, and you kind of have that, uh, sudden existential, like you know, crisis of like, I'm a writer, but I don't write. Mm -hmm. um, I write treatments. I put decks together. You know, <laughs> I do literally everything. I, I pitch, I talk about character. Um, but, you know, final draft is in like desperate need of a, an update because I haven't <laughs> even opened the application in <laughs> years. Um, and that's part of where my first movie came from was just sort of the, the fatigue mm -hmm. of like <laughs> not writing um, and then wholesale just wanting to like not just be writing again, but also see that story realized. Um, so it's like, OK, well, let's take the sensibilities of how we've been pitching for eight years and distill that into something that we can shoot for, mm -hmm. you know, two hundred fifty thousand um, uh, dollars. But, yeah, you spend so much more of your time talking about writing or did did trying to do that less. <laughs> talking well, about writing than writing it does feel like that's a big part of being in the feature world right mm -hmm. is you know there's I, fewer i stuff chased and made. didn't get something very very recently <laughs> well <laughs> hey, there you go can you, <laughs> it's still happening can we talk a little bit about that process for people who are unfamiliar of like being invited to pitch on something or going after something to pitch on how, how does it begin yeah i mean it does take years and years and years before you're <laughs> like oh i get to try <laughs> That's, yeah. that's totally like, true. To try for that. Yeah. 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 Which is exciting it in is itself exciting. for yeah. a while. <laughs> yes. I mean, it, I guess you have to find some excitement in it. That's, I guess that's the luxury we're at now of going, mm -hmm. I don't want to try for that one. I want to try for that one or I'll mm -hmm. wait. You throw some fish back, <laughs> you know, but, um, oh, it's, <clears throat> I mean, it's still, <laughs> it's still a heartbreaking. This one's very fresh, but you're, <laughs> you, you have to, you have to assume you're going to get it. Right. And so you're mm -hmm. pitching for the job you want to get and the script you want to write, not the script you think. And this is what you you spend years learning, not the script you think they want yeah. that you will then figure out how will you make yourself that kind of writer. Mm -hmm. But pitch the script 
that you know you can do, the characters you know how to write, and the story that you would want to see and the fun that you'll have making that. Mm-hmm. Um, even when you're using your own pain to do it, right? If it gets very personal, it you have to know, well, I'm going to give them this personal part of me. Mm-hmm. And they may then go, but not her. <laughs> no. You <laughs> just might. add that to the pile. And- <laughs> yeah, because otherwise, I think they know when you're pitching, everybody can tell, you can tell. Am I pitching because I want this? Am I doing the big dance mm-hmm. at the end of Flashdance for you and I'm pointing at you yeah. and I'm pointing at you and I'm pointing <laughs> at you because this is my moment? Or am I trying to get a job that would really help me and there's a two different ways. You're, you're two different writers. Sure. And, and Absolutely. Granted, I've also gone for ones where I'm like, I really could, I really need this job. You know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> right. I mean, it's always that balance too, yeah. right? Like I do, th- but I do think there's something to finding your way into, your personal way into mm-hmm. the ones even that you are like, I just kind of want this job, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, Mark, let, let's talk about your pitching experience. You, you and your partner have been invited to pitch on, IP franchises, whatever yeah. it is, I imagine. Yeah, and and um, but I agree that you know, you, I, and I still say this to people: like, you, if you're lucky, you'll eventually get paid for five percent of what your work. <laughs> yeah. And the problem is, you don't know which five percent, so you do a hundred percent. I mean, we we, yeah. we lose job, we desperately want job, we lose them all the time, and oh. you get used to not, you know, not you know mining. You realize, oh, there's tons of great people out there. It's yeah. just just keep trying. You know, if you're gonna so so the same thing that got you your first job continues to keep you. Why? But it's still five percent. You you get you get paid for a tiny percent. I mean, all the stuff you create or go out and pitch for, or orig- especially original stuff that you love yeah. and would kill for. Nobody wants any of your stupid <laughs> original ideas. They want an IP. I mean, you know, when we did Iron Man, you're, they're, they're like, "What do you know about comic book characters?" I said, "Nothing. I don't read comic books. I don't. I don't really know that world, but I know about screwed up middle aged guys trying to be." <laughs> you know not assholes you know <laughs> that that i could write that character and and um that we know and that and that's what we pitched but but um but but mainly um you know i, I think the persistence thing of just loving writing and, and knowing you're going to find your way eventually <clears throat> but but it, it is um you know it, it's heartbreak without a check and now it's heartbreak with some with some pay which is good but it's still kind of a, a, a crazy low percentage of of the, the daily work we do what, what actually ends up um, leading to a job or becoming a job um, is still pretty tiny and i think if you don't love doing this stuff if you don't get up i mean hawk can't that's why he doesn't come out here because he, he was show running with us for the first year and he's awesome at it. Everyone loves him. He's great at it. But, but he, he just wanted to be home in Vermont in his box writing. That's all he wants to do is like chill out and write in his little uh, hut. And, and, and that makes him happy getting in the chair every day and attacking a new story. And if he didn't love it like that, I don't think you could get over the, 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 the you know, the, the sense of, you don't know, this one's probably going to go away. They're right. all going to probably go away. And then every like one out of twenty will will suddenly pay some bills, and then you're like, all right. And then maybe eventually you get to do some of the ones that you know that you would kill for. Those are the ones that you know. Um, the IP thing is frustrating because no one wants to hear. You know, like this is the one. This is about my mom. This is about, <laughs> this is every this is everything I got into this business for. And they're like, oh god, you know, <laughs> nobody wants to hear your. St- <laughs> but I'm still going to keep trying. You know, of course, right? Like, I yeah. mean, in every aspect of this business, tenacity is a huge part of it, right? Whether it's about telling the story that's important to you, or whether it's just hanging in there from job to job. Yeah. Um, JD, before we get too far away from pitching on stuff, I know the fly is or was something on your plate. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it still on your plate? <laughs> you know, I think as much as anything can be with sure. a giant merger occurring. Um, oh, right. Uh, you know, it's, it's yeah, I'm kind of like just the wind takes it. Yeah, you <laughs> have to wait and, and right see how and left, people yeah. way above your pay grade are going to yes, work it out. So. But it was something you had to pitch on. I yeah, imagine. absolutely. Um, I'm not going to ask what that pitch was, obviously, but can you tell us a little bit about, like, did you find a personal way into this? And was do you think that's the thing that hooked them? Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, especially within genre, I mean, the, the game, as sort of like, you know, oversimplistic as this sounds it's like i just want to tell stories where people who normally don't get to do the cool things are now doing the cool things yeah. so it's just kind of recentering the focus from you know here to the sort of ancillary world um you know there there's uh, an incredible uh word i'm looking for deficit um of just 
people of color in like big genre. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, for me, it was just, let's first start there. You know, the fly is so many incredible lessons and, you know, all of the movies are like <laughs> spectacular in their own right. Yeah. But then, you know, even going back to the IP conversation, even, you know, pouring yourself personally into, uh, you know, a pitch that is not your original idea necessarily, but it's like, you know, I'm just trying to rewrite the things that I've always loved, you know, with myself or my sisters uh, as the lead character. <laughs> um, and, you know, that, that takes a different shape, I feel like, in every project. Uh, and what piece of myself am I am I putting there? But in a funny way, and I think that's that was also the pivot and just like losing all the jobs to then slowly starting to win one once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, was like, oh, you know what? I, I will tell my story and just have the benefit of being able to slap a title on top mm. of it um, instead of trying to find the best story for the title. Uh, like, I'd rather lose the job outright, um, uh, you know, and, and, and instead of trying to like forever get my vision and their vision, which we never agreed on to begin with, you know, to finally merge. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'll just pitch the story that probably has no business being the IP to begin with. And if they buy it, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Well, it is. And I think Mark, you touched on this is, you know, so much is so out of our control, right? That you have to do the version you believe in. You have to do the version that means something to you. Uh, a friend of mine, a writer was talking about, he, he called it the turkey sandwich rule, which was like, you're going in to pitch something. You can't guess at what the exec or buyer yeah. wants because they have, may have had a turkey sandwich they didn't like that day and want to <laughs> say no to everything. Yeah. <laughs> right. So do if you're going to spend time on it, spend the time in the way that you want to spend the time. One of the things I think I, it took a while for me to learn as, as you assume going in, it's collaborative from the beginning, from the pitch. <laughs> and so you come in with this, like, I was just thinking it could be like this. And then over here, because it's this huge IP. Obviously, you guys know what you want. And you just assume that. And they're like, no, we want you to do the work. Yeah. And you have to know that ending. You have to know it all the way through so that if those questions come at you and it becomes a collaborative meeting, which is great if it does in the room, you start yeah. to learn like, oh, here's how I'll get notes. And they're like, oh, here's how she'll take notes. <laughs> you start a working session for free where you're working through yeah. what the script won't be, but it's what you're going to get hired to do. And then because it's going to be a million different versions before it's finished. And yeah. so this is such a nice yeah. place to go. Well, this is what it might be like if we're working together. And it took a while. I remember an early feature pitch where I went in and, and then uh, I said something like about 10 minutes in, I was like, and then in act three, and they both went, what, are you at the end of the movie? And I go, well, I don't know. I mean, just like, you know, and then we're going to have this feeling at the end where we all learn the true meaning of blah, blah, blah. And they were like, well, you should go work on that some more. You know, they oh, really wow. did. They were like, you're yeah. great. We kind of like where you started. We don't know what happens in the middle. But I was new at it, very new sure. at pitching feature. You know, when you're going in to meet on a TV show, it isn't like that. Yeah. You're just like, here's me. That's because they've already read a thing they like. And now the job is, do you like me? But it is very different when, yeah. you're, when you're going, particularly on a thing where you're not the only one pitching. Well, let me ask about that. Like, let, let's go back to, you know, these early meetings that you all had. Um, and how how were you in the door in the first place? What did people know you from? Um, what were your your, I wouldn't say beginnings or origin stories, but sort of that middle step? Right. Between being a person who is called and a person who feels like, oh, I got called. <laughs> yeah. How how were you guys like you guys, you, you well, and Hawk were probably like churning out scripts. Yeah, we were writing lots of, you know, derivative and <laughs> just trying to sell something. You know, we didn't understand what the business was. So you figure, you know, if I if I study the market and, you know, we have good ideas, we'll just we'll kind of slot them in where where the action seems to be and, and kept on going oh this is interesting but then we then we hit the brick wall where we're like you know his first you know he and his wife had their first baby so the economic pressure was starting to like you guys either get we were we were working at broadway video together it was like to get something going or, or so we just decided um we literally it's the stupidest lesson because it's so obvious but it's just write write, write what you love write what you're yeah. passionate about just write what you care about and we wrote <laughs> This spec called First Snow, which I ended up directing a bunch yeah. of years later, um, but it was just a, a it was just a, a movie about an obsession we had had. Wrote this tiny little thrill that it could be done for ten bucks, and um, but we it had our own voice, it had our own weird thing, and, and that suddenly got us 
a represent it because we finally wrote something good that was honest and people and i realize people can tell the difference when you're mm-hmm. when you're full of shit or when you're, you know you know because we, we we had the craft down but it was it was it was it was all hollow it was just sure. it was you know anyway so we wrote something we cared about we got uh, a sample that would get us in some doors and that's how we started to uh to uh to work i mean or, or to get a shot at assignments at least you know i took yeah. a, a bunch of meetings but um and just, you know, in terms of pitching, my first pitch, uh, my, I remember my children of men pitch was, I literally put everyone to sleep with like a two hour <laughs> beat by beat. <laughs> right. so I thought that was pitching. You're either going to go wrong, Pam's yeah. way, you're going right. to go wrong yeah. this way. They want, they want to know that I figured this out. I'm a writer. I'm yeah. not an actor. I'm not a oh performer. And then I realized, you know, then I realized many years later, that you're, you know, you're there to, you're there to give them a feeling and 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 yeah. present an emotion and you know a couple of be- you know you're you're there you are a performer mm-hmm. get over mm-hmm. it I know you're a writer <laughs> of it but you got to go in in there and 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 make people feel something mm-hmm. and I put it I was on the phone in Albuquerque I was having um I was living there for a while and um I was I was having like uh, altitude adjustments <laughs> so I kept on <laughs> breathing really heavy and everyone was like no you're doing fine Con- you're good and they thought I was having a panic attack I was just having trouble breathing and uh, and one person. <laughs> was in london it was like it was, it was those eight way phone calls and i'm sitting on a phone on albuquerque trying to pitch this thing beat but it was just so god awful <laughs> but i said the the, the um thing what? i took away from yeah. it is our, our 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 central hook our cool whatever log line hook mm-hmm. was cool we said that at the beginning that's all they heard that got us the <laughs> no. job and that's all they remembered everything else was just an embarrassing <laughs> They're like, we'll read it in the script. Exactly. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we just said, this is Casablanca. This is not the novel, it's Casablanca. And that's all they literally heard. And that's what got us the job. Everything else was just, just, every. I was, I was embarrassed and everyone else was embarrassed. <laughs> I, had a, I had a pitch once and uh, it was a morning pitch and I was sitting on my bed and I was breathing and I said, listen, um, if you hear me do this as I'm about to pitch this rewrite, it's because I think I'm in labor. <laughs> And, oh my god! And it was, and they went. We can we can do this later. And I said, the thing is, I'm so busy after I hang up that this is the time you have got me now. Oh my god! And I pitched uh, after I hang up in labor. Yes, I hung up, took a shower, and we went to the hospital. Oh and I had a baby. God. Did you get that later. job? I dare them not I to give you that job. Yes. You have absolutely. Oh. Just but I will. The story. In their defense, I didn't follow up. I was very, I really was very busy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. It was weeks later before I was like, hey, I think I didn't get that job. <laughs> it was Christmas. Yeah. It was like a couple days before Christmas. Of course. And I'm sure they were a little like, she, I bet she's busy. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, the movie hurts. wasn't, it's not like I'm like, <laughs> it's not like I'm like, and that was the Hunger Games. Like, I didn't, I didn't miss yeah. something. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh. But yeah, you don't know what, you have to be a performer. You don't know what's going to happen. Yes, I guess I could have taken a couple of weeks. I also, that was one of those rewrites where you're like, they needed someone right away. And either Mm -hmm. it was you or it wasn't. And I didn't have the ending. (laughs) Like I was like. But what a hook into the pitch. (laughs) I was going to go into labor. Yeah, come on. You guys can try that one next time. That's like, that's pitching gold right there. You you have a personal story. It was very personal. Personal story, you're setting up a cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. That's so great. I don't remember the pitch. And I actually only remembered it because I I came across the script recently in my like old. And I was like, oh, that one. (laughs) The one that got away. Yes. (laughs) Um, What was... What were you doing? What was the kind of stuff you were doing? And I know you worked in TV for a little while too, uh, but to start to get you into these feature rooms, was it a concerted effort to get into features? My first script was a feature script, I think. I wrote a feature script and some television pilots at the same time, and I was submitting them to Austin Film Festival and Mm -hmm. Nickel, Nickel, you know, the things Mm -hmm. you're supposed to do to get an agent. I was writing online a lot. So that first screenplay script got me into many, many doors all the way up to Moana, Really? It just kept working. So yeah, what was that? What made it? And I remember years ago, um, we had someone on the on the podcast. I wish I could remember who it was who sort of referred to that. And it sounds like Mark, you had this too as the magic script. Mm. This thing that people really respond to because yeah. it's personal or it's different or whatever it is. What was that? It script was personal. For you? Nobody's made it yet. <laughs> it's come close a few times, which is the, always the way for these. Yeah, films, I right? think like so. It's decades later. Yeah, and also I think now it's almost like a period piece because it's so old you'd have to ladybird it but it's like uh you know it's my it's essentially a fake story about my grandmother and, and my younger sister on a road trip like Thelma and Louise with a grandmother because <laughs> those are the the real characters in my family so it is based on like very real people 
um, <clears throat> in a situation that didn't happen. But at the time, I also was writing aware that they weren't that many parts for women at this age. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, that's ridiculous. And uh, so that was helpful. But then there was no, to cast it or to make it, there wasn't a girl the right age. Like it always <laughs> was the wrong, there wasn't a young person. Right. the same. So it's always been a, for whatever reason, a casting issue that mm -hmm. that's what it kept coming down to. That's nuts. But it was, you know, my grandmother um, was a very colorful character and uh, that helped. So I, it was just, you know, strong dialogue mm -hmm. with heart. And um, yeah, so it would just, keep getting me meetings and it becomes, but I also wrote more things and that's yeah I was going to ask so like that sort of tells people you have talent you have something to say and sort of you know I, I hesitate to say brand but mm -hmm. strong characters with heart is certainly what you've been doing yeah and it didn't it didn't sell or anything it never right. got option it won a couple of things and so then <clears throat> I would take meetings where people say well let me know if you find a book to adapt we're really into IP so I wrote a book <laughs> and I sold that. And that was my first screenplay sale was adapting oh, my first novel. So I, I don't recommend that. Like that's <laughs> a real long path. But my second novel was my first TV sale. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it sucks. <laughs> so you're writing everything twice. <laughs> I'm writing everything twice. My now, yeah, the first really big script that I sold last year was an, is an adaptation of my comic book. So that is what oh, I wow. keep doing. You're kidding. It might be possible that the first thing I show run is from a comic book of mine. You know, I, it's, um, but I really know the characters by the time yeah. I sure. get there. I really know <laughs> all the homework. stories. Yeah, I have my homework. Um, That's interesting. But it's I mean, adapting. It's just being yeah. adaptable to, well, I think you hear a note and you're like, well, what am I not doing here? That's, that's not, and mm -hmm. for me, my stories tend to be kind of out there. And so comic books allow me to show you that it'll work sure. mm -hmm. with that. You don't have to worry about the budget. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's a great, uh, proving ground. Yeah. Um, JD, you were saying, you know, you sort of toiled away for eight years or so mm -hmm. before getting the break. And it sounds like Slight was that magic script for you, the yep. thing that you felt like you could make. Literally. Yeah, there What was going on in those eight years? What were you doing? How were you keeping yourself uh, fed? So, I mean, I was an assistant working in television for probably half of that. Did you work at Bad Robot? I did for after story. that. Yeah. Okay. So I was in television for a while. And, you know, I think the important thing there was realizing that like, oh, the amount of the amount, the amount that I read, like ties directly to how much a better writer I become. <laughs> um, and then even bringing in like the business sense of it, just like starting to holistically understand like, oh, OK, this is the script that everybody's obsessed with. This is the script that. It's, you know, becoming harder for people to read and just, right. just starting to orient around that and set your barometer for, yeah, like the talk of the town. Yeah. Um, so read uh, uh, a painful amount there. Um, and, you know, there's that point in a, a lot of jobs where, you, you, you know, you, you sort of feel like you reach critical mass and what you're going to get from that place. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, my eyes started wandering and uh, I'd heard through a friend of a friend that, you know, Bad Robot was hiring a receptionist, which was kind of like, you know, from an executive standpoint, <laughs> like two career steps backwards from mm -hmm. where I was at, you know, I was going to cut my paycheck in half and add an hour to my commute. Um, but it was, you know, way more about the psychological income and just mm -hmm. like, I, I would get my time back. Uh, cause you can't be a receptionist from home. Um, <laughs> uh, so no one was asking me to read scripts at night. Um, so that, that jump to bad robot was really like out of creative self-preservation yeah. and also like it's bad robot. Um, and you know, I'd long idolized the company and the work that had come out of there. So, <clears throat> uh, so really that is where the writing took a hard hmm. shift. And I just like was able to, you know, cause I, I wasn't jamming writing in at like four to four thirty in the morning right. before like I read all these scripts and then got on the train to go to universal, uh, Universal Studios and then like you work until eight and then you eat and then you read those scripts and you go to bed at one and you're like, okay, like that was the cycle for a number of years. Yeah. Um, uh, but the script that sort of started that process was written in those sort of off hours and wow. stolen minutes. Um, and that is the thing that like kind of happened in, in tandem with the transition of bad robot. I had something finally mm -hmm. that like 
you know, and it, it takes a lot of reading to know that like, this is the script that I am. I think I'm comfortable yeah. <laughs> sharing with people. Uh, like just compare that to like, you know, the pilot that sold and be like, I mean, the pilot's definitely better, but this is not horrible. Right. I'm not uh, embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed. I, I mean, I am now for sure. Uh, <laughs> but have. then, you know, then I was not, um, yeah. but you know, it's like similarly to what you were saying, you know, it, it, it's, you know, it, it's the it popped up on a couple of lists and it's it was just enough to kind of like get some semblance of a water bottle tour started, mm -hmm. you know, um, and you yeah. get to go to those rooms for the first time. And look, you know, so many years <laughs> later, like, you know, so few of those meetings meant anything. Um, <laughs> but but you have practice, to you have to start right? and you have yeah. to yeah, get out there and you have to be terrible at pitching for yeah. A very long time yeah. and one day you're like slightly less bad at pitching so I, yeah <laughs> hopefully 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 yeah. no but some of those meetings you go and they'd be like you know read here's the collected work you know dostoevsky go read these see if there's any movie ideas yeah, like, they give you a stack of books and go read those and <laughs> i had a meeting yeah they were like so it was you get into a big meeting and then it, sometimes it was like to go just go to like read thousands of pages of litter and see if there's any story and you're like, yeah. okay, <laughs> but, um, you no. expect something yeah. in the time that you spent right. reading right. novels. Yeah. And <laughs> no. And I, I just, I, I want to just totally, uh, you know, you know, echo what you're saying about having your time because there's this, mm -hmm. uh, when you get out there, you just want to be close to the business and you, you'll end up, you know, you'll, you'll end up like an executive assistant or something. And I did that. That was my first job. And then you're like 14 hour day. You, you, you're near the business, but you're doing nothing. You're not. So when I went to Showtime, I, I, I went to the accounting department. I was doing like credit checks on salary. It was, it was like oh. four hours of work in eight hours. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it was. Like numbers you could be done with it and every time they say oh you're doing good you want to promote you're like no you know <laughs> no. and you just stay under the radar you have you, you you know you have your time you have your days uh, summers at school i would do a security guarding work all you had to do was be in a room and sit there for 14 15 hours a day. but the time it's is still what own. we do today yeah <laughs> right yeah. you're right and, and so, watching people yeah so so being you know like literally you had to sit there and make sure the jet engine factory didn't blow up that was your job and you had no jurisdiction to do anything you just would call 911 but you would be getting paid like you know to sit there and just and, but you, you could be writing and reading and and doing you know the the these jobs that are eating up all your time just because they're in the center of the heat yeah. you know they, mm -hmm. they end up eating you alive and you got no time to write um, and, and you're exhausted at the end of it. But if you get a job, you know, on the periphery or even nothing to do with it. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean Bukowski used to live down the street here. He worked at the post office just yeah. to, mm -hmm. to, to, to write, you need your time. And, and I, I think that I was obsessed with, I want to be in the, the center of the action. Probably. And then you realize, <laughs> oh my God, you're not, you're not doing, you're not getting anywhere with your own stuff. And yeah. so, you, you know, to, to take a job that, that pays your bills and and you can write for you know get those great four hours a day which is mostly all you got and i mean anyway that's all i got for any no, day that, and that's generous yeah, yeah and and then you, and you can get get that and and i think you know i did a lot of uh reading for hbo like a freelancing i was i was uh you know read a thousand scripts and you'll you'll say okay i'm, I'm done reading now i kind yeah. of feel like i know yeah. w what makes these work <laughs> and now i should actually write something so i think i think that's something i would have loved to have uh it would have been useful advice is, yeah. is to get a job that gives you the time to actually write um, in tandem because otherwise you're going to be, you're going to get pulled into the business and the, and the noise of it and you, you might not get much done. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about process for all of you and really sort of dig down into what it looks like when you are working on a script and given your druthers. You know, you now, none of you have day jobs now, <laughs> uh, but, which is an enviable position. But also there's so much upkeep of other stuff that has mm -hmm. to go on. Um, so, you know, Pam, let's start with you, you know, writing on a script, whether it's for yourself or someone else. What does a typical day look like? How do you like to lay out your day when you're working on the script? Oh, well, I'm usually working on more than one thing mm -hmm. at the same time. So it starts backwards from deadlines and scheduling okay well this will i'll need this by this date so i'm going to finish it by this date and then um you know i have to take the kid here and then i have the thing and then the dog is <laughs> grooming and then okay and then there's this mm -hmm. and then i take uh piano now because I, you have to um keep learning new things nice. and uh so it's like oh, okay. and so then yeah i know better if i work out in the morning and then i sit down and work um mm -hmm. if i'm 
if I'm not in the write a bunch of pages a day kind of place, and what mm-hmm. I'll put in the calendar, whether or not I do it, is you know end of Act One by this date. <clears throat> Excuse me. Or All right. So you set yourself these little date. goals, little tiny deadlines. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I will loop someone into that, like a friend or a manager, <clears throat> just to give myself accountability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm pretty good at at making my deadlines. <laughs> and then, uh, but if I'm in the script breaking phase, mm-hmm. which is where I look like I'm in an episode of Homeland, yeah. <laughs> like 100%. It is the whole Stop wall in yeah. butcher paper. <laughs> yeah. And I write and I put post-it notes and scribble things because you think of things, you know, in the shower, wherever. And so I'm always writing stuff and then putting on the wall. Um, and yeah, I don't know how I just, you know, at one point you look at it and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's going to work. <laughs> it's <laughs> true know, though. But it happens every time. Yeah. I mean, you're sort of sorting in your brain right throughout that process. Yeah. Um, and making the notes are so you can sort of jar your, your brain into yeah. not forgetting I, those things. I think I gamify a lot of it too. Mm-hmm. Like I had to do a rewrite that just kind of came out of nowhere. Something old of mine because someone needed it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't touched this in so long. I'm going to try Highland. And I just did the new software. I was like, mm-hmm. I'll try Highland too for this mm-hmm. for this rewrite because my brain will be doing something sure. new while I'm also so it'll make give me new eyes to look at the script because now it's in, you know, it's got a black background. And I'm on <laughs> yeah. right, you know, and it's all new ways to figure <laughs> yeah. out dialogue. Yeah. And that's, that's just funny. like when you do the thing, you're like, I'll just do this quick update on my oh, my whole day is doing this update. Yep. On my, <laughs> it was like I did that, but at the same time was doing my rewrite. Mm-hmm. Was, that was neat. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Cool. But it's uh, tricks. This is very inside, but how was Highland? I liked it. Yeah, I was yeah. going to ask. Yeah. yeah. Attempt- I did like no, it. No, I was going to ask. Oh, yeah, okay. I was curious. It's, um, I could tell I wasn't working as quickly as I would because hmm. it felt like coding. But I that's where I'm from. Like, I have a computer background. So I was like, oh, I'm just a coder. I'm not even a screenwriter <laughs> anymore. I'm just my roots. And so there was that. And then it also does a thing where you can see how you're doing with, like, word count and gender stuff. So it also it has those reward centers where you're like, oh, uh-huh. this is this passes the Bechdel test. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I like all of that. But I wouldn't, I didn't do it on the, bigger like the job job i had that needed to be turned in at a certain point then i was like all right you know i'm gonna work in final draft but that's just because for comfort for comfort yeah so it was a new little instrument which was neat um and if i had more time if i was starting something new on spec i might use it again for that cool until i feel more fluent that's a good trick yeah absolutely it's like i learned the piano (laughs) (laughs) it totally makes sense um mark you're working with a partner yeah who lives in vermont yeah uh, tell me how that process works. Um, well, we, we met in Manhattan and we, even back then we would write in separate rooms. We realized that's mm-hmm. just our thing. We, um, you know, we, I guess I was never looking for a partner, but you just find someone who's got a totally different set of skills and, and sensibility. We agree on the big stuff, you mm-hmm. know, the big picture, um, theme and tone and all that, whatever. But, mm-hmm. but in terms of how, you know, how to write it's just it's completely night and day about how to you know i want to i'm an outliner or i want to know the last scene and work backwards Hmm. to the first scene he just he just wants to get on the road and see where he just wants to start writing here's an idea i'm just gonna and i'll write 70 pages in a week and then and then some of it'll be glorious some will be a disaster and then then he'll just go (laughs) off the bridge like you know, tunes is the cat, whatever. It's just like eventually the bridge, he gets to that place where structure just runs out because you haven't outlined. And then we'll go back and we'll, you know, and there'll be amazing stuff in there and amazing. And you go, oh, you did this this way. So our thing is just to, I'll I'll outline, you just get on the road and then we'll, we'll, we'll convene when you crash and burn. I'll be here with the outline. You show up with a map. Yeah, right. Right. He's in the canyon, like pick through the wreckage. You you missed the left. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what what you'll see is all these amazing instincts of how to how to break into things that that I never would have thought. He, he, that exploration is amazing. What what he goes on, and uh, and then we'll just at some point then we'll merge the two the madness into one thing, and we'll back and forth and back and forth. But That's you know, he, yeah, he likes just barreling along and seeing where it goes. And I just want I want to know. I'm not a, like a structure fiend but i got i gotta know the last scene i gotta know the the main anchor point i gotta have some sense of where 
Otherwise, I don't know what I'm doing. And then uh, he just goes on his free association rants, and then, <laughs> and then at some point we'll we'll get together, and then he'll join my structure thing, and we'll all <laughs> say, okay, this is the story, and I'll go, holy shit, this is great. This is all this these great ways in. So you get you get a whole different attack on the story, and you get to. But but the, the key with us is you can't bother the other person when when they have the football. You you know you write an outline, I give it to you, I leave you alone for six weeks, whatever. You can give me a draft back. I have no idea what's coming. Wow. And I get to shut off my phone and I get to destroy it and put it back together and I give it back to you. Mm-hmm. And then we just do that back and forth till we, you know, work all the the kinks out and get a vision out of it and, and get one voice out of it. But it's it's really fun to just send it off and not know what's what you're gonna get back. That's and, wild. Um, you can't you can't get in each other's way. Otherwise you 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 pre edit and say, No, you're not oh, you're not yeah. gonna do that, are you? And, you know, and, and so so that's worked for, you know, twenty something years. Mm-hmm. We just we didn't set out to have a process. It just happened. Yeah, you just and, kind of find it. You have a pen pal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is, exactly. Yeah, so that, that's it. And it works. And then we just said, let's not mess with it. It works. And um, yeah. Two things. Uh, one practical, one emotional. Um, the second first. I feel like, you know, you both must have fairly healthy egos to be able to just hand it <laughs> off that way and say, do your thing. And then when it comes back to be able to like, for the other person to be fine with the changes that are being made. Yeah, I mean, we we know we're 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 as ego maniacal as anyone. <laughs> we just we just save the fights for later because sometimes if you just Funny. if you hold hold back, you'll realize you know when someone keeps on tearing the same idea. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they're right, but you need a little time. But at the end of it, if there's something that you believe in, you, you just then you have those fights. But you just wait to see what what's left yeah. standing at the end of it. So it's a it's delayed ego, but at the <laughs> no. end you you go for it. Yeah. Like if, but it's on the things that matter. Yeah, it sounds right. like and you're leaving yourself of, open during the process. right, and you allow yourself to convince each other of, yeah. of the error of your impulses and go, oh yeah, I, I know I love that scene, but he keeps taking it out. Why, mm-hmm. bastard? You know, and then you go back and you realize because it, it's it's a good scene that doesn't belong, and and that's yeah. my hardest thing is cutting those. <laughs> Those little gems, Absolutely. you know, <laughs> and you're like, you know, those those little precious moments. You're like, that's so smart. But this part of you that knows and they suck. I mean, the scene sucks in the structure. A uh, standalone, it's fine, but, right? And he'll he he's got a brutal red pen for that kind of shit. <laughs> and I, I hold on to my my little darlings, like, like my little poodles, for as long that's as funny. possible. And she's like, Ugh. so that that's how that works. And and um, you know, it, it's it's not. Um, it's just a, a, a really fun way to come at a story from different points of view really and then, cool. and then mesh it into one thing. And, and we, we, I, I wasn't, uh, I don't, I don't think you can, people are, have asked me like, how do you find the right partner? I don't think you can, you just, you trip over them in life or you don't, yeah. I, I think, Absolutely. right. I mean, I, I think so. Yeah. Um, my practical question is, you know, when you're working on these movies for studios, they expect outlines. They expect, you know, updates. Uh, if if Hawk's off writing, and if you're working on an outline that may not resemble the final product, how does that work? I mean, I mean, it sort of will. I mean, we we, we agree on the big picture stuff. So so, and and what I'll do is I'll just take a, a big you know swipe at what <laughs> I think it's going to be, and and usually, you know, but sometimes you you know you'll you'll fake it until you realize oh he has a much better idea, but. But, um, you know, it, it is it is one of those things where he's not going to it's more the how he's going to write it. We, we kind of gotcha. agree on, on the big, you know, the story, but how he's going to get in there and attack it is, right. is usually the very different thing. It's 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 his uh, sensibility of um, just just how he, he, he has a, a weird way of that. I don't understand of, of getting in there. And I have a, this more overview. Thing. I don't know. They're different. And. Sense. They end up, uh, you know, we end up surprising each other all the time, which is good. You know, that's yeah. that's sort of what makes it work. And totally. And um, you know, and uh, I work at home with with kids around, so I, I I do feel like like quiet, reflective time is overrated because you know, <laughs> with too much time to think. I mean, I feel like if you're always dealing with a kid thing, you're constantly fighting for your time. So it kind of gives you this. It's like it's something to push against and something always pushing you. So you don't, I don't know, it kind of works. You, it, yeah. it, you know, I did it the other way before I had kids. Uh, but now I kind of, I can't really work if they're, I can't really go somewhere and work quietly. I kind of need the chaos. So <laughs> anyway, to each his own, right? It's a, but there's something um, for sure about your time having value. Yeah. And therefore you don't waste it. Yeah. Right. Totally. Um, well, I mean. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still very good. Watch me. A little very watch good me waste time. time. <laughs> yeah. Look, we're all we can all waste time. Yeah, <laughs> very good at especially it, especially when deadlines are looming. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, JD, you must be working on three, four things at any given moment. How are you juggling your time? How are you managing your time on those? I mean, you know, it's funny that you mentioned the sort of the gamification of it because that that has definitely been a part of like m- making sure shit gets finished. <laughs> um, you know, I think for me to just stay out of trouble, I, I've really had to lean into um, like self deliverables to like get to the next step, you know, so uh, the process has been the same for probably the, the last like four or five things where it's like, you know, there's a there's there's the like the one to two page beat sheet as like it's taking form and that's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, cool, pitch on this thing. It's like, okay, well, maybe this and like, be cool to have this twist. And, you know, I, this is what I want the ending to be. And yeah, it, it fills out to like only, I don't know, 200 words. Like, it's really not that big a thing. And then once that feels good, um, you know, it goes to like a 10 to 15 page, like prosy outline where I kind of just write it as a story. Um which is weirdly my favorite part of the process because it's so rare as screenwriters that we get to just like tell the story mm-hmm. without thinking of like its format or exposition or anything like that. And, and I mean, this is a whole other sort of, you know, like existential quandary that I have of <laughs> being a screenwriter. Like there's so many things I like want to say that like it's bad to say. Uh, and this, this step helps me sort of exercise that where I can, I can do whatever and not get in trouble. What? I can, what do you mean would be bad to say in, in that? Like, like literary stuff. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it being more literary, um, like, you know, in the like show, don't tell mm-hmm. like in, in this version of my outline, I feel like I, I get to like write a short story, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and there's something that just as a, a writer, not a screenwriter, I, I find like really um, gratifying um, in, in that and just in that phase. Um, and then uh, and then from there, it's like, OK, converting that into note cards for every slug in the movie. Um, and, you know, that's always that's I mean, an equally fun part. But it's like, yeah, in my prosy thing, it's like, you know, Jack crosses the street, but that's, you know, interior coffee shop that's exterior street that's interior car. And you get to like start forming that. And and then that way, when final draft opens for the first time in, you know, a year and a half, uh, and you're finally writing the thing. Um, back to it being like a game. It's so fun to just like note card. Great. Note card. Great. (laughs) Note card. Great. Um, you always know where you're going, but it's not, it's not so zoomed in that there's nothing to discover the day of. Um, because I think that I've gotten in trouble there too, where I, I've just, written the cards and then it was like well, that's all the what fun is, out of it what is this yeah. like well, this is not anything good um so i'm still trying to like determine the resolution of the cards to like yield the best script result um but I, that's kind of the like yeah the last jump and they're like great there's a script and then it's fun to look at your cards later and be like it was this it's a lot <laughs> hopefully a lot better than that uh so my drawer now is just like yeah. you know yeah. stacks of cards <laughs> with the title on you're like it's a game it's a game <laughs> it's it's playing cards um i feel like i hear or i spent a lot of years on this podcast hearing uh i don't like writing but i like having written uh, i'm hearing more and more often these days from writers who like writing and it's really gratifying uh, i want to ask each of you what is the fun part <laughs> Whether, well, first of all, it is fun when you're done. I don't want to take away that moment. Awesome, it is fun yeah. to have had written something. Yes. <laughs> um, but what is the part that you really are like, once you get into it, even if it's so hard to get into it, uh, is the reason you do this? Well, I um, well, there's there's a little bit about writing that is you're writing for someone or something. You're writing to someone or something. Mm-hmm. You're writing towards it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really fun when you figure out what you meant to say. That's why I guess what I was asking you about the outline, because I find if I decide to do an outline where I'm telling a story or I'm mm-hmm. writing, when I did uh, My Boyfriend is a Bear, I wrote that as Nora to Oni Press. You know, I swear every word of this is true. She, mm-hmm. she began and then she told this love affair. And a lot of that actually is in the comic and is in the, the script, because that was the voice and tone that, that took see. me through. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I feel like my screenplays have a lot of that there, too. It'll, it'll tonally stick together. Because I'm writing for, because it, even, especially in a screenplay, it is not for me. Yeah. <laughs> it is not going to be published. So how who do I need to talk to and how do I need to talk to them? Hmm. Um, That's interesting. So I think it's fun for me when I when I feel like I have found that 
that language. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then I look must... up and three hours have passed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, like, that just must open a door for you. Yeah. Um, that's really neat. Or when you, every time you go past that, and you read your script so many times, but every time you go past that one, it still makes you laugh. <laughs> like, that is a fun yeah. feeling. And you're like, I amuse me. But I don't do it all the time. So everyone's right. I still right. like that moment. I still cry when I get to that scene or something. That's fun. That's great. Uh, Mark, what's the fun part? Um, I, I, I think it's your the stage or the the one that kind of makes all the others when when you're sitting around with that two page or just sort of you know how how far can I reduce this thing down to what it is you know just the finding that just playing with what it's going to be what it could be and again Hawk is off on the road doing his thing and he's just like he just wants to um, explore the, the 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 fun the the part you get after your cards he just wants to go right to that and <laughs> and and that's and that's his joy in doing it uh, but yeah. but to sit and, and go like what what could this be what is it you know to kind of get a little haiku thing going with two pages I got I got everything important here mm -hmm. that the, the story somehow no matter how it changes it's going to be this yeah. when you're in that place kind of it's more like digging up something you're trying to find something that's kind of already perfect in nature or whatever that's mm -hmm. my bs version of mm -hmm. you know you're trying no, to find true. something that you know sometimes you read those stories and like oh this just structure is just the, it came down from the gods it has the perfect <laughs> it's just absolutely perfect by 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 nature i didn't come up with this it, it is you know, if you start here you must end here and it's so surprising and so perfectly inevitable and blah 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 and and, and to, to be in that uh two-page space where you can i tell the whole damn thing in, <laughs> in 20 20 sentences and <laughs> And, and when you can, then everything is, then it's fun. Then you're, yeah. then you're adding the strings and you're, you're, like, you're <laughs> you know, you're, you feel like you're on solid ground because yeah. the thing has a, has a, a structural kind of, and that can change. But when no, you, when right. you, when you launch off, it feels like now I can have fun because that pain in the ass hard work <laughs> is sort of, I'm on solid ground yeah. and now, now you can go crazy and, 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 and let your imagination yeah. go crazy. But, but figuring that out is a, is a, is a, just a fun thing for me and hawk will never do that he hates funny. he's like that is well like, it seems like he does his process yeah, is just yeah. wildly different and yeah. inefficient i'll be yeah. honest <laughs> it's crazy super dangerous right yeah. very dangerous i mean you guys having 70 page weeks and you're like all right That's do that do a wild. bunch of those and just yeah. send me all the pages and i'll just call through them and pick out yeah, the you'll stuff. edit them yeah yeah but uh but no once yeah. once finding once, that core once we're in the zone two pages yeah <laughs> but once we're in the zone of a draft he the that yeah. that he he gets laser then he gets I to be that. like the guy every line every yeah. he's he's the stickler for everything and killing all the all the That's junk cool. that doesn't belong and so he gets very st structured at the end but yeah. not at the beginning so anyway yeah. i get i have a lot of fun doing that just because because yeah. i when you said like that that kind of gives you the 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 freedom now to go and do the rest of it i feel like once you kill that part of it and you have that under glass you can kind of mm -hmm. go then then suddenly the pressure of that is off so solving yeah. that it's sort of a riddle to solve or whatever and then then you can play yeah you know? i agree that archaeology that yeah. excavation right is really cool yeah what am i discovery? digging up yeah. a rock that's kind of interesting <laughs> yeah you know? there's something here totally. uh jd what is it for you I mean, on the most trivial side, mm -hmm. it's definitely writing the title page because <laughs> <laughs> it's the aspiration of yeah. like. It's funny. It's do like, you do it first? I do it. All, I I like. I'll <laughs> I'll buy the font. I'll do awesome. all of this and just like great. And it it just like it's just the script telling me like this is what I'm going to be. Um, like every script has its own font and not like in a, a annoying way. <laughs> Uh, but just like, your quality font. But I'm know, gonna have you send me some of those. Twenty dollars. I want to put some of those title pages up on the website so you people know, can see them. It, it's just I don't know. It, it, it's it's like a you know, it's like just it's another way to just for myself like distinguish what this thing is going to be and what it feels like through something that is a little more art directed mm -hmm. um so that is like totally. again i'll spend like two days doing this and then <laughs> oh start writing <laughs> no i won't but like i, I probably have i do uh, it last it's what i've earned oh see, i have to finish the script there you and then go I get to write the see page. i have my chocolate before dinner so. <laughs> yeah. uh, um we have the studio go it still says uh written by final draft <laughs> Played, they're like, can you please put your names on? Yeah, but no, right. totally yeah. I mean, yeah. so that's, that's the trivial piece. Yeah. But um, that's great, though. Uh, it's like the dream. That's, yeah, it's like it's the dream. Like yeah. this will be done one day. Yeah. Um, but I think more realistically, you know, it, 
it is a similar part of the, 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 the beat sheet process that we're talking about. But, um, my favorite thing is like reaching into like the grab bag of, you know, like journals and iPhone notes and, and starting to see the things that marry into this story, um, which is like a process. Of course, there's like, you know, this should happen. I think this should happen and then this should happen. But there are also these pieces where it's like, oh, but, you know, like, OK, I want the boy and his dog. I've been wanting to do like a boy and his dog thing like you know, that fits in here. Like mm-hmm. that fits as someone like, oh, I remember the story my mom was telling me about, you know, this thing. It's like, I think that also fits here and starting to see that like you are building this thing on its own, but then all of the pieces that you've just been dying, all the stories you've been dying to tell, seeing which of those can just like so effortlessly like join, you know, and, and kind of sing the same song that you're singing Um uh, is like definitely the most like fruitful part of the process because you know hmm. it, it, it to just feel that like it doesn't matter how far off this world is or how you know uh, like unrealistic the story you're telling you're still pulling these you know these strings that mean something to you and you know ha- have affected you can like so easily uh you know live in that world it's like a little scrapbook of your moment in time that you're writing it right yeah, it's everything that's absolutely. going on in your life and we're wrestling with and absolutely. yeah that's what i was meant of like the dialogue ends up being like i see oh yeah. yeah this is the thing that i was thinking about in the car and i'm trying to figure out how i really feel about it and i let these guys wrestle it on the page absolutely yeah that is fun that's when you're like, oh, that. I, that's, and there's a song. You're, you're like, yeah. I know the song I'm yeah. going to need to be singing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, love that. Um, we do need to start to wrap up. Uh, I'm going to end by asking you what you're watching on television, what movies you have seen, what's entertaining you these days that you want to recommend to other people. Before that, though, I want to ask what you are working on right now that you can talk about. Oh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple things we can't talk about and there's thing you can have new comic books so i'll be able to talk about them soon and then i don't know that i can you're mm, very busy on a bunch very of things busy you can't on discuss. Some secret things but i can say i came home from out of town last week and um there was a new tv in my house and my husband was like look at the expanse on our new tv <laughs> and i think it's why he got it <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty great so that was neat uh, yeah what am i watching well i've been watching all the um all the all the academy movies so i feel like you know yeah, i'm just sure. like you guys know parasite's pretty good but like <laughs> <laughs> check parasite out yeah, yeah check parasite out if you if you didn't watch pen 15 go mm-hmm. watch pen 15 um yeah i really enjoyed i mean all the movies people are talking about i've now seen but um uh, but yesterday i watched all the documentary shorts i had to hug people after they're very emotional mm-hmm. <laughs> they're I'm all sure. very emotional did you see them at arclight no i um, or on the god this have the app, but so oh, I, I have to vote. Yes, of but uh, by the time this comes out, I guess we'll know yeah, we'll one. So I, but, but you think they're all worthy contenders? Do you enjoy? Yeah, they're they're That's wonderful. Great. I mean, yeah, these are good movies. Mark, what are you working on right now? We know the expanse is on. We didn't even get to talk about it, and I'm yeah. sorry to all no, it's, like it's, so many people. And I told you this when I emailed you that. Like everyone is asking me to have you on to talk about the expanse. We had you on, but we did not talk yeah. about the expanse. Yeah, it's, it's, so I apologize to them. No, I'm just. It's glad a great we're show. We'll have you back. Yeah, we're we're, uh, we're working on a a, um, a superhero thing, um, which we you know again we're not married to the genre. You know, we we did our Marvel movie and we we loved it, and we were like, okay, and there's this whole universe, but you know that's not really our. You know, we 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 felt like we. That that story template for us, we were done. Let's mm-hmm. let's you know, and then the expanse kind of came out of us not sticking it. Marvel is a great place to if you want to, you know, it, it worked out for them. <laughs> Good, <laughs> go Kevin. I mean, you know, it was like this little. We were on the first movie, and then it suddenly it it took over the world. So it would have been a a smart move to stick around. <laughs> but but then the expanse, you know, things like the expanse wouldn't happen. Sure, you got to, you know, we wanted to just get out there and. Uh, but anyway, stealth is a, is a project that uh, um, brought us back to the superhero uh, space because it, it was a, a Robert Kirkman uh, unpublished. Um, I don't know if it's when it's going to be published, but the the idea that the hook of it was so freaking cool. You're like, we got to do this. It oh, was, cool. you know, it was it was it's not Marvel or DC mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, the, the the human hook that made you this is like why people to me why people care about superhero movies. There's like a humanity to it that this this particular um, piece just nailed, and we're like we got to do this. So um, we're working on that okay. now, and it, it's it, you know it'd be fun to go back there 
doing, uh, you know, kind of coming full circle to mm-hmm. another superhero thing, but so different mm-hmm. from the Iron Man thing, which again was was a blast. But sure. this one is very special, and I think it's uh, it was it was. You know, Hawk was like, "No more superhero stuff." But then, when, but then when we saw this, it was it was just it just kicked your ass the way IP sometimes do. Sometimes mm-hmm. you know, I don't mean to, um, you know, sometimes you read something you're like, "We have to do Absolutely. this," and, and yeah. this was one of those. So. It inspires something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and what are you watching these days? What's I'm, getting you excited? I just started watching time? Ozark, which I mm-hmm. heard was really cool, and I just started watching it, and I wanted to see. Uh, um, you know, it, it felt like uh, it was. Um, kind of riffing on breaking bad but it's doing its own thing and mm-hmm. it's really cool and i just want to i want to i haven't seen any shows or any movies or anything so um you kind of everyone has this great vocabulary <laughs> talking about what's happening in, in the art form and i know nothing it's kids and work and yeah kids and work and so then you don't watch anything so you feel like you get a little bit behind the time so i'm just trying to get get back and see what people are are, are psyched about and, and just try to catch up. Totally. Good. Wow. We have a list for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, JD, I know your plate is full. Um, and I will say, I want to recommend Sweetheart to people because oh, I thanks, really man. loved it. Um, and I, I told you, like, I watched it and I immediately got on the computer, like, how do I get this guy on the oh, podcast? I appreciate it. I want to talk about this. We didn't talk about it at all, <laughs> but it's great. People should watch it. It's on, it's on Netflix now. Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what are you working on that you can talk about and uh, what are you watching? What's getting you excited and inspired these days? Um, I am rewatching all of community right now, uh, which has been, I just need more joy in <laughs> life. Uh, I get it. Um, you know, like, and I just, yeah, I, I just need more joy. Uh, and that show is so joyful. Um, so that's been, that's been good. I just trying to counter program. I think a lot of the spaces that I'm playing in with mm-hmm. what I'm watching just helps me stay sane. Um, uh, I will finish Ozark soon, but I need <laughs> to laugh. For right now, right? That's not, I'm on episode two and I'm already like, God. and I really love it. I, re- I mean, it's wonderful. Okay, it's just, good. uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's a like downer. An, yeah. It's an appetite thing. Um, <laughs> Uh, um and then uh you know i hope to be shooting this year um uh i have this kind of korean war aerial Mm -hmm. epic epic i don't know i mean that's what they call the book uh um but it's a first black naval aviator uh who he was the first black naval aviator and was also killed in action in the korean war um and growing up in a um, where my dad was also a naval aviator um, in like the same towns where this it's all very strange oh, wow. um, uh, so yeah I'd like to shoot that and then I'd like to shoot other stuff and then I'd like to shoot more things and then write <laughs> things and uh, yeah keep doing that good keep doing that I'm gonna try I, I like really it. like to <laughs> thank you all so much for being here today thanks thank for you. having us thank you forever This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. (coughs) 